How do I turn this up? Let me hold yeah, on. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's pretty cool. Whoa, whoa, I don't want it to go away. Wait, hold on. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, sweet. Okay. I just wanted to turn it up. I didn't want to oh, go. Stop minimizing. Okay, hold on. Calm down. <laughs> I told you I was retarded at this. I meant it. You there? I'm still here. We win. All right. So why are we doing this remotely? Um, dude, because I got I got stuff I got to do, and I'm really busy with work, and that's just kind of how it's got to go. We'll see how it goes. It's the zombie apocalypse, too, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Right. So, uh, welcome to Scatterbrand episode six. Um, how's it going, Dan? Oh, good, Ian. Uh, I'm glad that we're trying it this way remotely. See how it goes. I uh, just want to mention that we're now streaming on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Casts, and Radio Republic. Still working on iTunes and those other platforms. So right. check us out. Uh, we also are available on Twitter at ScatterbrainPod and on Instagram, ScatterbrainPodSD, as in San Diego. Check us cool. out. Right on. Um so is it because I, I didn't bathe or I smell bad or something that we're doing this remotely or zombie apocalypse or something? Zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Plus uh, with the schedule and everything, this is going to be interesting. So, uh, Unfortunately, I'm essential personnel and I still have to get in my car and go to work, which kind of sucks. But, you know. Probably no traffic, though, right? So, yeah. Freeways kind of opened up on me, which is <laughs> kind of nice. But um, <laughs> you might be doing this uh, podcast by yourself come pretty soon so uh, hopefully not hopefully not yeah so um you had, i was really surprised uh that you suggested that we talk about the heresy album today deny the gods more, like an, EP. more like an ep right yeah it's pretty short yeah um I've, I've heard of these guys before but i haven't really listened to them much what was it that uh made you suggest this one in particular just because it was new or Right. Well, the album before it, the full album, I thought was pretty damn good. Um, I, I, I thought oh, was that the Blasphemia? Exactly. Yeah, I remember that one. That one's that one's pretty good. I, I like that one actually better than this. I do EP. too. I do too. This one seems a little um, like some of it's kind of filler. It's only like sixteen minutes, isn't it? Yeah, there's really only three songs. It exactly. starts off pretty pretty good. The first track I think is really good, called "Into the Lake of Fire." I like that one. And then, yeah. you, then you kind of alternate between, then there's like a minute or so interlude, then another song, then a minute or so interlude, and then another song. That's it's, it. it's almost like they include like the intros as a different, or like another song, but it's actually just like the intro to the song. So it's really not even like six songs or whatever it says it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I consider it more like three. And maybe they did us a favor because you can skip to those interludes by just skipping forward. <laughs> right, right. And, and, and yeah, it's it's good, but it's I mean the first song's pretty good. It's it's super repetitive, kind of a long song. It's like they, they found a hook, they found a really good riff, and they just went with it, man. Sounds like us. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Just kidding. Yeah, but that, that blasphemy album from like a year and a half or two years ago is I thought it was really good. Um yeah. I'm not saying the EP is bad per se, but it's just um it's almost a, it feels like they kind of rushed it, right? You know. I mean, it's an EP, so, you you know, that's the idea, write a few songs and kind of wrap it up and be done. 
Um, honestly, I didn't really care for it much. I, I liked the first track. The first track sounded pretty good. Um, but I think I feel the same way. The uh, vocals weren't really doing it for me. Right. I kind of feel the same way. I mean, I really like, I really like the Blasphemy album from uh, two years ago. Or so I, I, I was expecting more, I guess. I, I guess I was expecting more like a full album, but um, maybe they'll come up with something better quicker. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like the first song, it's really like, oh, this is going to be great. And then all of a sudden the whole thing's over. Yeah. Well, hopefully with all of this uh, self-distancing or self-quarantining, whatever you want to call it, there'll be a lot of bands working on some new music. So maybe next year I'll just be, you know, ripe with new new metal, new albums. Right. So maybe maybe there'll be something good come out of that. They they have like two albums before that as well. I think they have like three albums plus the EP. So, you know, no one's really heard of them much. They're from Costa Rica and they're just kind of starting to hit their stride. So hopefully they put out something pretty impressive coming up here. I think they're gonna be I think they're gonna be pretty good, pretty big on the uh, metal scene eventually, but you know, they're 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 a very hooky kind of band and I like the vocals. I like the uh, the content. You know, the the lyrics and everything are really good. But yeah, the the EP was definitely lacking. Where where are they from? I know you said Costa Rica, South America, Costa Rica. Okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah, the, I first heard of them. I think from you when you sent me the the Blasphemia album. Yeah, that um, album's good. You know, if you have, if you like thrash metal and you haven't heard of these guys, definitely check that album out. Um. You might want to get the EP just to see what we're talking about, but yeah, it was a it was a little bit of a. Initially, I didn't really think much about it, but then I realized, you know, yeah, it's kind of a disappointment, actually. So it looks like their first album was in 2013, and they had a five year gap because the first one was called Worldwide Inquisition, which I never heard. Uh, I'd only heard the other album, Blasphemia, uh, because you sent it to me uh, some yeah. time ago. I think there's a locally produced album that was before that with a different guitar player or something. I'm I'm not entirely sure, but there's. Yeah, there's that one, Blasphemy, and then the EP, but there's another one, like their first album, that's not really worldwide. So, mm. Interesting. I didn't know about that. So um, do you have a favorite song on this one? On the uh, I was, like I said, I was kind of yeah, I was kind of surprised that you actually well, recommended that. The first, you know, I was kind of thinking more more about the Blasphemy album, but it's a couple of years now. It's not really something we can review, like you know, like a new yeah. a new release or anything, but. It's almost like a, a like a reverse link to the Blasphemia album. You know, I really like the first song. That's about it. Yeah, I agree. I, I, the vocals really didn't do it for me. The vocals? Um, yeah. Yeah, I know they're not really entirely your type. And, and I'll, I'll be honest, I really, I, I dug it the first half dozen listens. And then I revisited it today for the first time in a few weeks. And, and it didn't really have the replay power I thought it would. Which is unfortunate because, um, well, the, the, you know, on Blasphemia, the um, the instrumental stuff is really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was actually a pretty good album. I only listened to it a little bit, though, um, based off your record. I know, you, say, you said, like, you know, I listened to it twice. It's only 16 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah, this one, yeah. Well, I kind of needed to really, you know, listen to it more than once, you know, and I was I was working and kind of had it on in the background and I listened to it and then, yeah, it just kind of ended and it started over because I just, just started playing it again. Right. And I was like, wait a second. I, that was, you know, and it was because those those two interludes kind of threw me for a loop. I didn't really realize that those were separate tracks per se. Yeah. It, it, just, surprising it, seemed, to me. it seemed like they're kind of like pulling a fast one on you, kind of like but making it a different track, but whatever. 
Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, I, I have a question though. It, um, it's been three years now, and one of the best bands I think in in metal, modern metal, and a really important band for thrash metal nowadays is Power Trip. They're due for an album. Have you heard anything? They are actually. They are working on an album. Oh, um, oh. I'm yeah. I'm not a huge, not a huge uh, social media person, as you know. Well, I don't know, um, but I have seen uh, have seen a few pictures uh, i saw one of them online oh when did i send that to you a week or two ago maybe i must have missed something I, I missed something yeah and it was just like a picture that they had they had posted of just like the guitars in the studio yeah, I, I, all these years later i mean what three years later nightmare logic is one of the better albums i've ever heard period i think that album just really really stands up I listened to it again today even. I wonder how, I mean, how are they going to top that coming up? I don't know how they're going to even do that. Even, I mean, live, they're so good live too. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Uh, remember, I sent you that one video. I don't remember oh, which yeah. which one it was, but there was a- Yeah, I've watched it twice already. They have that new song, Hornet's Nest, on there. I love that song. Yeah. Now, that show in particular was very good. It was from 20, it was from this year. Oh, that was from, um, that was just February. That was like a month ago. Is that when it was? Yeah, that was a re- that's a really good concert. It was really good. You can tell about halfway through, man. That guy gives it all he's got. He was blowing his voice out. You could tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, Definitely. He's uh, <laughs> screaming. It took me a while to get used to him, but man, I love that dude. He's a great singer. I don't know if you call it. Singing, yeah. But... Yeah, you know, it's close enough. Do, do you have any idea of like a release date for a new album or? No idea. That would be really interesting to find. Out. I mean, I can't I, imagine that they're going to be getting a lot, a lot done right now. Maybe they will. Well, not right. Not, but I bet it's not even in a, maybe another year. Even I mean, 2012 to 2017 might be five years that they're going to do between albums. Period. Right? Because Manifest Des- Decimation came out in 2012, and then 2017 was Nightmare. Yeah, they're probably not going to come out to like I would say 22. Oh my god. Um, actually, just looking up right now, it says um, Power Trip. So this is from March 11th this year. Oh, a few days ago. It says they're uh, in the studio. Uh, it's, I'm just going to kind of glance over it here. It says, this is from consequenceofsound.net. I'm sure you could look up the article. Right. It says, the band posted an image on Twitter of a studio room insinuating they are tracking new music. Drummer Chris Olsch can be seen, as well as Jackson Guitar and Marshall Guitar Amps. Um, let's see here. Such a good guitar sound with those guys. Says, um, says maybe uh, it's anticipated metal release of 2020. So maybe we'll get something oh, later this damn, year. Damn, hell yeah. Yeah. Did, were you saying that why was the drummer for Warbringer filling in for, was he filling in? Yeah, oh my gosh, yes. That was that was very surprising to me. I had no idea. No, he's a good drummer, but the I, other guy's not gone, right? He's maybe just going with Mammoth Grinder on a tour or something. Because he plays, uh, I, he plays bass and sings with Mammoth Grinder. That's his band. But he's a he's a fantastic drummer. I hope he doesn't leave that band. Power trip. No, uh, from what I gathered, he had gotten in a he got injured or something. Oh, so he's so not out. Carlos Carlos was going on for for him for a while. Yeah, you could do a lot worse for a backup drummer too, man. That guy Carlos, is awesome. Exactly. Carlos from Warbringer is great. Yeah. When you watch, well, you've seen Warbringer a couple times, right? Yes. Yeah, and, um, yeah, didn't you go with us one time? You no, know, I didn't go because my band likes to dog me when I'm out of town and go see Warbringer, apparently. But um, 
Oh, I see how. Yeah, I see how you, you guys never, are. You never I see how you are. Never but Carlos, <laughs> when I've seen like the 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 the, you know, the the discs of them playing live, it's like he's got a kind of a tiny kit and he's just kicking ass all over that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he actually looks like he's not expending as much energy as you know exactly. he is. He's pretty pretty efficient. I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, man. And they all, but kind of like they all still look like boys, yeah. and they just play fucking awesome thrash metal. They're about the only really good. Southern California thrash metal band around, aren't they? Except for us, of course. Uh, of course. Uh, um, well, I would say that Warbringer, they're from L.A., yeah? So, yeah Ox- no, not uh, Oxnard, but um, yeah, L.A. area. Yeah. They're, they're definitely one of my top favorite touring current bands right now in thrash. For it's sure. amazing to me that there aren't more thrash metal bands in L.A. and San Diego. You know, like they're, they're kind of spread out evenly all over the globe, but for some reason, for such a, a music and movie area, there really isn't a, a whole lot of like really heavy music around here. I mean, you got cattle, de- what cattle decapitation and Warbringer. I mean, what else? Is there? Well, cattle cattle decapitation not quite thrash. Metal, no, they're more like but... death metal, right? They're yeah, some sort of extreme genre. Man, Those guys are fantastic too. Ah, fantastic. I know yeah. Jim loves them to death. Mm-hmm. He was all, "I'll come on your podcast sometime, and then you can you can bag on me for my growler music or something like my growler singers." <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, I only bag on country, man. You don't take it personal." <laughs> yeah, well, it might be a while before getting to any shows. I mean, I'm even I'm even missing a hockey game tomorrow. I'm supposed to go to a goals game, and obviously, all that's canceled. no sports, no nothing. Uh, no, no freeways have opened up for me. It takes me only 40 minutes to get home from work in the mornings. And I go jogging on the beach. I'm licking everybody's face that I see. It's a good time. <laughs> good. As long as you're not licking my face, we're okay. Well, it's a remote recording. So, you know. Oh, so I'll just, I'll just expect pictures later then. I you'll, guess. you'll open a letter from me. No, nah, forget it. Never mind. It's stupid. <laughs> so what's, uh, what's next on the agenda here? Well, you were telling me about uh, something interesting that you wanted to talk about. Oh, when we had Chuck on last week, um, kind of touched on John Mack, the, the psychologist from uh, Harvard, and um, how he was he was looking into the alien abduction phenomenon, thinking he would explain it away as some sort of like psychological thing, right? And the more he like interviewed people and talked to people, you realize that not only do they believe this happened, but he started to realize this, this actually is happening. He was ridiculed by his, uh, you know, by the other people at Harvard. He, he almost got, um, he almost got booted out of Harvard. Actually, they had, a, you know, they had a whole peer review kind of thing and he, he survived that, but he ended up going at one point, he ended up going to Zimbabwe in 1994 to investigate. Um, it, it was an aerial school and like 60 something students who saw who saw a craft land and aliens actually get out and talk to them the um the schoolmaster and all the teachers just told him basically shut up sit down and uh well the next day they were flooded with phone calls from the parents asking them what the hell happened while they were at recess and what they saw cuz these kids were like thoroughly traumatized. I mean, they were like ages, I think like seven to 12. Um, 
they've been hunted down, you know, like by researchers and people doing documentaries, trying to find these kids now, you know, all these years later, 25, 26 years later. Um, a lot of them have died. A lot of them have moved to Canada, UK, whatnot. And um, when they, when they're talked to, they're still like a couple of them are just like, they don't want to talk about it. Um, a couple of them are like, yeah, that shit happened. Leave me alone. You know? And um, there was an article I just read. And if I could read some of it, right now and all transparency i didn't write all of this um but i want to read some of it because it really like was intense as i was reading i i watched documentaries i read a bunch about it in the past john mack traveled he traveled to africa to interview the children himself and this was in the midst of all the turmoil of him being like ridiculed by his peers you know you, you've gone off the deep end believing this kind of garbage you know what i mean about the alien abductions he he just he went and he interviewed these kids and some of the stuff I saw I remember seeing the film of it you know him interviewing and oh my god the kids are so like the looks on their faces and the things they were telling him and it wasn't just that he believed it or that they believed that what they were saying and it, this shit happened and it, it it's really actually kind of terrifying some of the things that they said and some of the things that the aliens told the children have come to pass. And as adults, these kids are going, you know, well, they were right, weren't they? You know, this one woman like slugs back a beer and like slams it on the counter and basically walks away from the interview because people around her at the bar are like, oh, fucking alien talk, oh, you know, and she's just had it, you know, and the the one guy that was interviewed, one of the one of the boys that was interviewed now is a man, you know, he's smiling. He's like, yeah, that all happened, you know, and basically, you know, get out of my car. I mean, it's really, really messed him up as adults because some of them don't want to believe it. Some of them want to leave it in the past. Some of them can't talk to anybody about it because it happened and no one believes them or, or they think they're a kook, you know? And so it's really kind of a, a weird thing. John Mack was the one I was talking about last time who was, who was killed in an auto accident in London in 2004. Remember when I said how, you know, there was like a few other John Macks that same day that were killed in England. Yeah. That's some freaky mm -hmm. shit right there. Anyway, do you mind if I read a little bit of this? If I go off script a little bit, I'm going to say, okay, so, and then you know that I'm interjecting some nonsense that I usually do. Is that okay? <laughs> sure. I'm used so to So I go now. here and hopefully I don't like end up on some like porn site or something. No, no, I'm kidding. So 1994, I go 194. And this is a, an amazing article because it talks about not just what happened there, but what happened with John Mack the aftermath of his death, all that kind of stuff. And um, this poor woman that this guy interviews, oh my God. And the people, the people that she was with are just like, as they're doing the interview, they're like they're mocking her. And, and the guy says, she's trying to ignore it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I mean, can you imagine seeing something like this as a child, having your teachers like tell you basically shut the hell up. You didn't see anything. But the thing is, there's a cross section of the children there. It's in Zimbabwe. It's a it's a, a wealthy. Um, a, you know, you have to pay a lot to get into that school in particular. So it's wealthy people. But it's not just it's not just like tribe. You know, the black tribal people. It's not just like the wealthy white plantation owners. You know, there's like the half the half and half kids. There's just a whole, and they all have different cultural upbringings. So when they describe it, they describe it differently. Like it's a boogeyman or it's, it's this or it's that. But then when you interview them separately, the things they say about how they look and, and what the things they said about taking care of the planet and everything, 
actually all match up. So you can't say like, like it's a boogeyman to the, these one tribe tribal kids. But then when they describe the way they look, they look exactly like what the white kids said they look like. And they were like these like three or four foot tall, white looking things with long, like really long, straight, like pitch black hair with almond eyes. I mean, freaky looking like silver suits or something. And when they watched them move around the craft, there was two craft. And when they watched them move, it was like they're inspecting the craft, but it was like they're going in, in like fast motion. Almost like everything to them would have been in slow motion. Does it make sense? And a bunch of kids independently like mm-hmm. described it this way. It's really weird. And um, oh my god, dude. So how can you can you go back and just explain what they said they look like? I don't really remember what you were talking they, about. Well, you know what the you know how the grays are explained, like the little bald, like hairless gray aliens with the almond shaped eyes, right? Picture that with long yes. black like thrash metal hair or something and like silver suits on and moving at lightning speed around you and around ships. And then bam, they're right in your face and they're telling you to take care of your planet to children. These are children they're talking to. And, and they're telling them you're going to, you're going to ruin your planet. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And over the course of this quarter century, the things that they were told have started to happen, including what we're in the midst of right now with this pandemic, which was brought up to them. They were told, one girl said that they were told that, our, that we are becoming too technologed is what they said. The girl said that they said we are becoming too technologed and we are not really taking care of the home that we live on. And if we don't start shaping up, others will show up and take care of it for us. That's some scary shit. Can you imagine as a child, 7 to 12 years old, seeing that and then having something tell you that? But not vocally, like in your brain. And all of the children picked up on that. All of the children got the same message. You're going to grow up and you're going to see some heinous shit and you need to take care of things or it's going to get worse. And the one girl got so traumatized by the interview just like last year. No, it's 2014. I'm sorry. That she just flat was like, it's all coming to pass. Fuck off. And she just left the interview and the guy had to fly back home from Africa and he's just like, the guy who did the interview was like sounded traumatized. His name isn't he, he's not even listed. It just says staff writer for the article that I read. I was trying to find the guy's name or the woman's name who wrote it, and it's not even listed. And he's just like, or she is just like, you know, this has really, you know, affected me. And then there's asterisks at the bottom of the, of the article, you know, not their names, like all the names are different. And it's just a really, really weird thing. If you think about it, go on YouTube. You can only find some clips, but you see these clips of John Mack interviewing these children. And it, it is, it is, you know, it's fucking disturbing. Actually, it's disturbing the looks on these kids' faces and the, and what they say they saw. And they show like pictures. They, they all hold up drawings. They all draw, drew like the same craft. It was behind where they're in recess. You know, you're in, you're in Zimbabwe, right? It's, I think it borders like South Africa. You know, there's not little tiny animals everywhere. They have to have really thick, you have children there. They have to be watched. You have animals that can grab these kids. So it's pretty thick, uh, thick shrubbery and you know, like hedgerow kind of things around the playground area. And they landed behind that. And they said they saw that and that the kids were like terrified, but curious. So they went and inspected that. And it was during a staff meeting of the teachers. And the teachers said that the children came running to the staff meeting in the building 
And the one woman described it as like, um, like you see a snake move, but it was like people. It was all the children coming toward her, looking like a snake running toward her, screaming, <laughs> got to come see this. And you could see the look on the woman's face. He was like, she had chills thinking about it. And all these, all the parents the next day were like basically attacking the, the teacher saying, what the fuck happened to my kid yesterday? They didn't believe him on the day. They told him, sit down, shut up. You didn't see anything. Next day, the parents are like, something really traumatized my kid. So many of those kids are already dead. They've moved away from that place. The ones that they can finally find, they've changed their names. You know, the ones they can interview are like traumatized just recalling it. It's really weird. Have you ever heard of this before? No. Why, why do you think? I mean, I could understand why they would possibly have people changing their names because if there was a lot of. Because um, they get ridiculed. A lot of attention from it. And they, they can't talk to, to anybody of... about this. They can't say what Why not? As, as kids because they are looked at as kooks. They are just actively like, you're fucking crazy. You know, you, could, you didn't see you. And they saw it and they're traumatized by it. And no one but John Mack, who was there and interviewed them, and he was compassionate to them and he let them talk and he filmed it and it's scary shit. And that's the point is it's scary shit. People don't want to see that kind of stuff. They don't want to admit it's there and it's real. And when you have 60 plus kids all saying the same thing, they're not all lying. You don't have 60 kids all get together and say, let's, let's all lie about this and act like we're traumatized into adulthood. We didn't actually see anything though, right? Wink, wink, bullshit. But why can't they talk? Why do you think it is they can't talk about it? I mean, there's people, extra, like we said the other day, Lazar. You they know. saw this as children. Like if I saw it now, I'd be freaked out. But they saw it as children and they couldn't explain it. They were told things they didn't understand. And as, as they're growing up, this stuff's becoming true. It's becoming real. I mean, name a really, except for right now, name something that happened that um, there's no way they could have known about, but but they were told about, like, say, the, the, the meteor in 2013 that streaked across the sky in, in Russia, right? Mm -hmm. They were shown visions of all these kind of things. And they're like, within like the next 50 years, your world is going to be done if you don't start pulling your heads out of your asses. Take care of your planet. And but what's the significance of that meteor? It's not what like technology really meant. And, and she said that they told her that you, you're becoming too technologed. And I, I thought that was the creepiest thing. The look on John Mack's face when he, she didn't know what she was even saying. You know, it's just weird. And then, why do you think that meteor is significant, though? I mean, that just happened. Well, that was chance, just an, right? it was just an example of, of things that they told them that are going to happen on the planet. You know, you, you know, like this is just a scrape. You know, you're going to barely get out of this one. What if that was a little bit bigger and hit us directly, right? Yeah. Yep. It's just crazy stuff, man. Well, I didn't actually read the article at all. I just kind of went off of what I read earlier and what I know because I, I actually have read a lot about it and, and researched it quite a bit in the past, watched so many documentaries. And this one guy tried to do a documentary about it and he tried to interview people. And he just, after about 10 years of research and doing this documentary, I think he just threw it up on YouTube just as like cannon fodder. Like he threw his arms up and just was like, fuck it, I'm done. It was like one of those, on the scrap heap kind of documentaries just walked away from it, which is kind of sad. Mm -hmm. That's one of the ones I watched. And I remember thinking, you know, why isn't this like more, more popular? You know, there's no intro, there's no credits, you know, it was, it was like, he just got frustrated and just, just threw it on the pile and it's out there, you know, look it up. Zimbabwe, 1994 aerial school UFO sighting 
60 plus kids and um, researchers came out. John Mack came out, interviewed the kids. And it is really a pretty frightening thing if you look into it. Let me ask you this then. How do you think that type of thing would be received today? Say again? How do you think that type of event would be received today? The same. No one would listen. Think so. No one would listen to these kids. No one would. But there's so much more. Uh, there's social media. There's all these other things that can. That I mean, these kids would probably have a phone. Well, I mean, they, yeah, if they had cell phone. phones and they were like all you know filming it or whatever. But you know what happens? One of the main problems with all of this stuff is that you know you see something and your car dies. You try to take a picture and your camera doesn't work. You try to videotape it. Oh, my battery's dead. What the hell? That's the reason there is no proof of this stuff. There's no quote unquote actual evidence. Shit dies when this stuff is around and, or people become so fixated. They don't even think about going and getting their camera. So do you think, you know, a bunch of kids are going to be looking at this and just all of a sudden start filming seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds, you know what I mean? No, I suppose you're, I suppose you're true, but are you're, you're correct. I suppose that's true, but Imagine if that happened at a school today. Um, you know, my kid's school just a little bit up the way. And if it happened, do you mean do you mean in, be... do you mean in very crowded Southern California? We're talking about Zimbabwe, in the middle of. Well, sure. I'm talking. I'm talking about. Let's say in San Diego, it happened. Yeah. I mean, you mean like let, you let's mean assume like, that you mean like huge orbs, thousands of feet in the air, fucking jamming all over the sky, right over Del Mar at three in the morning. Yes. Tell me the story again. I was walking a dog and I looked up. I saw lights. Didn't, you know, there's helicopters, planes all over Southern California. Didn't think any, anything of it. 1.30 in the morning. I look up again. Huh. I'm having a cigarette. Look down at my phone again. Look back up. What the fuck am I looking at? They're dancing all over the sky. Right angle turns. They're strobing. They're going on off. They're changing from amber to pure white. They're getting bright and blinding my ass. As soon as I thought, why isn't there a third one? A third one shot from over the ocean, over Del Mar, right in between these two that were dancing around. They all just stood still. And then they start bobbing up and down. And then boom, they're gone. Then they disappear. Then they come back. Then they're strobing. And then they're dancing all over the damn sky. This went on for three hours. How far away do you think they were? I thought they were at least two, 3,000 feet in the air, like diagonally up, right? So it would have been like over Del Mar, kind of over that um, where the bridge is, San Diego River. You know what I'm talking about? Kind of in that area. Yeah. But when I said that to Felipe, who was watching him the last half of that whole event, he said, really? I, I It seems like they're a lot closer to me. So our perceptions were both different as to how far away they were because it was, it was the middle of the night. It was dark, you know? Was it foggy or was well, it a the thing? Night? It was a clear night. And I decided as soon as the sun starts coming up, I'm going to run back out there. Cause I had, I had work to do. I was doing treatments on animals, you know? So I was going in and out as I was watching it and watching it through the window. There was one point when I was watching them through the window that they were dancing around. Oh, they're still there. And they, they, collided or touched each other and the whole sky went flash red like blood red in an instant if i would have blinked i would have missed it and i was like what the fuck did i just see and i ran back out there and they're still doing the same thing just all over the sky and it was it was the most bizarre thing ever check this out though a year i, I go out there to check the sky where i thought i saw them clear day beautiful morning and there was like a tube of fog just coming in from the ocean going pretty fast Picture like picture like a loaf of bread on a conveyor belt. I don't know. A white loaf of bread on a conveyor belt. 
just hauling ass inland, no other clouds in the sky. And they were in that thing. They were in that fog that I was looking at. It was really weird, hmm. but they were gone. And it was a beautiful morning. And I just shook my head and walked back in, finished my shift and went home. A year and a half later, I see Felipe and he's running and it's right after Christmas. And he's like, I needed to talk. I have, I've, I've got to talk to you about this. And I'm like, well, I kind of startled, like, what, what's going on? And he goes, I saw something on Christmas Eve. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He said he was in bed and he sat up in bed. He said he didn't think anything, nothing told him to do. He goes, I don't know why, but I, I got dressed. I put on my shoes. He said he drove all the way down to San Diego, like San Diego Bay by the, you know, by the water where the skyscrapers and everything are. And he said he sat, in, he sat on the beach, crossed his legs and he closed his eyes. And he said at like three in the morning, two or three in the morning, he heard, look up. And he said, he looked straight up and he said, there was a cube, a huge black cube slowly rotating right above his head. And I was like, what do you mean a cube? And he goes, he said it was like a city in the sky right above him. And I was like, you mean like a thousand feet, 2000? He goes, no, no, no. He said, it looked like it was probably a hundred, 200 feet above him. And he said, he looked at it and it was slowly rotating. And it basically like gave him some sort of like, you know, information like, yes, we exist. We're here. And he said it shot straight up, turned into a pinpoint like a star and was gone. And he said he got in his car, came back home, fell asleep, didn't think anything of it. And then he thought about it the next day and freaked him out. And I said, Felipe, are you sure you weren't dreaming? And he goes, oh, no. He goes, I was not dreaming. And that gave me the chill. I actually got chills right now thinking about it. And I go, was it more incredible than what you and I saw? And he goes, it doesn't even compare. And I was like, I was almost jealous. Like, what the fuck? Because what I saw was amazing. And he goes, no. He goes, it doesn't yeah. even compare. It was like it was a perfect black cube slowly spinning right above me. Huge. And it was just there. And then it just shot straight up and gone. And he got in his car and came home. And I just was like, oh, my God. And he's all, how come that? How come I saw what I saw with you? And then I see this extra thing. And I'm thinking, well, I mean, did you really believe what you saw the first time? And he's all, well, yeah. Because he he doesn't, he's not like a believer, but he was part of a UFO. Like he's from Peru and he was part of a UFO um, society in Peru. So they investigated it, but he never saw anything. And he's an older guy, older than me. Mm -hmm. But it was almost like, it was almost like he didn't quite believe like I do or something. And they gave him the message that, yeah, we're really here. And that was what he got from it. And the look when he was telling me this stuff, the look on his face was he wasn't full of shit. He wasn't lying to me to impress me or anything. No, he looked kind of traumatized, actually. And then he told me a story, and then he's all, okay, see you later. He was done cleaning. He just went home. And that was that was the story. So when you tell me this story, I envisioned that cube uh, with almost he said like it had colored lights glowing he said lights it had colored on lights it around something it. like that. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just black. He said there were lights around it, multicolors, like like in strings of light, almost like windows. And it wasn't like spinning or just things. Mm -hmm. so he said it was very slowly just turning. And then he got this message like, we are here. And then it just shot in space. He got in his car and came home. And I, I asked him a couple of times. I said, are you sure you weren't dreaming that? And he goes, oh. look at us. He's like, oh, no. He's like, I was definitely not dreaming that. I drove home. I don't know why I even went there. And that, that freaked me out because huh. when, when I said it was that even more amazing than what we saw, and he goes, oh, you have no idea. And like I said, I almost got jealous. Like, what the hell? I want to see that, you know? But I know it's real. And I've seen enough. And I think maybe he was a little bit like – because I think he almost thought like I was pulling a magic trick on him or something when his first response was, how am I doing that? 
when he looks at the sky and he looks at me and goes, how are you doing that? And I'm like, I'm not fucking doing that. What do you think I am? Amazing. You know, it's like, no, I, I already believed before I saw it. And I think he already believed too, but he had his doubts or whatever. You know, I, I don't know. That's just my, my theory or my interpretation of everything, but he certainly believes now and I still keep in contact with him. He's a, he's a good guy. I've never seen anything like that, but did, have you, have you seen anything nope. since then or nope. prior to that? I never thought I would see anything. You know, most people don't see that even if, whether you believe or not, most people don't see that. So the fact I was looking at that and it went on for hours like that, I was like, I, I felt privileged in a way, but I also felt like I, I, I didn't want to see, I didn't need to see that. I didn't need to see that. I, I, it was, a, I wasn't scared. I wasn't like trying to communicate with them. I, I had, there was no trepidation. I mean, I stood there and I just watched it and I analyzed it and I went through everything in my brain that it was not. And the only thing that was left was something from another world that we didn't make. That was the only thing left on my list of what it is not. That's not a helicopter. It's not a plane. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not any sort of drone that I know of. It's definitely not balloons. It's definitely not weather balloons. It's definitely not fucking swamp gas. And I just ticked off. So do you think you were just, do you think you were just lucky and you happened to catch it right? Oh, or do you I feel like they were have, trying to communicate I have no specifically impression with like they were there for me at all. It was almost like they were on. Uh-huh the impression I got was like they were on a journey and this was playtime because those two were dancing around the sky. Like they were having fun and they were going in and out of that, you know, that fog bank that I ended up seeing. And, they, and it was like the third one almost mm-hmm. was in charge. Cause as soon as I thought, wow, there's not a third one. That thing came from over the ocean right in between those two. And they stopped dead. Just like stopped. And the middle one was kind of like children stopped. That's the impression right I got was Get like, they're going to knock that shit off. And then they stopped. <laughs> and then that thing took off. And the two that were left started like dancing around the sky again. It was bizarre. It was really bizarre. I don't even, I don't get the impression they even knew I was there because it was the middle of the night. It was in, it was in Delmar. Everyone was asleep. You know, there was maybe a couple cars going by here and there that they weren't looking up at that. They, I mean, if you're in a car going on the five, they were like basically right over the I five. And even at one in the morning, you're driving, you probably wouldn't see it. It's directly above you where the, where the roof is, you know? So I, I got this weird impression of like, Felipe and myself were the only people watching this thing. I mean, I looked for it online. I searched for it on the web, you know, everywhere, like to, to see it, like MUFON, to see if anyone reported it. It's nowhere. It's nowhere. And, and that was the impression I got was that I was the only one seeing it. But it wasn't just for me. I wasn't supposed to see that. You know what I mean? It was trippy. Mm-hmm. And, and the total lack of fear I had kind of impressed myself, actually. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, I, I wonder if others saw it aside from you two. Was there? Did you I've, have I've any looked reports? Everywhere. Looked everywhere. I've looked. Like yeah, I've looked at the, like the UFO reports, MUFON, all that stuff. Like um, anything like from like you know NBC or C- there's nothing there, man. There's nothing, nothing. Has there ever been anything that's been widely seen or noted in San Diego area? Any Are any event, any sighting that you know you had? Described- Are you serious? Well, right I'm off the coast, you. remember, in um, 2004, it just got released like less than two years ago. The the Pentagon actually was doing that, the A-tip or whatever. They put millions of dollars into looking into those, the Tic Tac things that were off the coast. Oh, yeah, yeah I just remember came that. to light, too. Yeah. That, I mean, I have had a couple of friends say they've seen like black triangles over the ocean um, in the past. And, and those Tic Tac things, no one's going to believe them, you know. No, it's going to be, you know, a few people see that. So it's not like a mass sighting. It's over the ocean. 
if you're on a ship or something, if you're right. on like an aircraft carrier, you got thousands of people, hundreds maybe on the deck can see it or whatever, but you're part of the military, you're part of the government. And at the time, you know, you're not going to say anything. They're going to tell you not to say anything. But that all came out. All those, mm -hmm. those like jet fighters, these are top gun guys, man. And they're coming out going, yeah, that's real. It's there. We don't know what it is. It doesn't seem to be, doesn't seem to be human though. Deal with it, you know? And there's so many people who still just want to roll their eyes and just go, yeah, whatever. You're so full of shit. Or yeah, it doesn't exist. And exists, therefore it doesn't I exist. Look away, go back to my job, eat your burrito, whatever. Right. That's the way it is. So I asked this question out of sheer uh, ignorance, I guess. So have you ever heard of the, the Black Cube of the what Saturn? Now? Have you heard of that? Black Cube Yes, of, of course I have. Remember, I researched okay. this crap to death. So, okay, and so I don't really know, and maybe this question is kind of silly because I don't really know. I know that they kind of tie it with the Illuminati and all this occult kind of stuff. It's Illuminati. But okay, go ahead. Do you think, do you, do you think that that could be linked to these i mean as your friend described he saw something that looked like a black cube with some lights on it i mean could those types of things be tied together could they be linked in some way i mean could they have I a have similar no origin maybe that, that but that's so was, that's the whole point is i have no idea no one has really any idea we don't know where they come from why they're here how many there are you know, even really what they look like. You have you have people who say they've been abducted and they give you descriptions and people make drawings or whatever. And you got to go with that. You can't just assume they're all lying. You can't just assume it's all because they all saw a movie from the 50s and therefore, you know, what's first, the chicken or the egg? Well, guess what, fuckers? The egg came first in this case because the, the sightings and the reports yeah. came before the movies and no one talks about that. It's not about society or our culture, seeing it in movies. no. That shit's based on what people said in the first place. You see what I'm saying? I don't know any more than anyone else does. Yeah. I don't think the government really actually knows much of shit either. You have these UFO um, like researchers. Some of them are out there saying the government knows everything. They're not telling us anything. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that's actually the case. I think there's. I don't think they do I either. Think I think they're as confused as like as like I am. Like what? But there's not one or two yeah. or three or four or five. Or six, there's they're all around us. I know that for myself. I don't I don't need to convince anyone else. I don't need to convince you or you know, like I tell my mom that and she gives me this look like fuck, he does know. It's my mom. You know my mom, you know how she <laughs> is. And when I tell her something like it, you know how she she'll shoot me down in a heartbeat. She calls me out on any kind of bullshit that I pull. Because mm -hmm. you know, I, I talk a lot of shit. I'm a very sarcastic guy, but when I talk about what I saw. She shuts up and she gives me this look like Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? And then once I remember once she yeah. pulled me aside at home, this is years ago, and she goes, I just realized that Jesus Christ was an alien. And I said, Yeah, it says it right there in the Bible, doesn't it? My mom was my mom was a <laughs> you know what she was. And my dad in New Guinea, they're missionaries. They're all about yeah. the Bible. And for her to be yeah. 70 something years old and look at me and go, Oh my God, Jesus was an alien. It's like, yeah, you're getting that now, aren't you, mom? It even says that, not of this earth. Huh, go figure, right? But it was just, it was, it was weird. The look on her mm -hmm. face when I told her about that sighting was like, she believed me. And she should have, because I wasn't full of shit. And I know that was not human. One of my friends goes, are you sure it wasn't just some sort of experimental craft, blah, 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 because you are in Southern California. There's, you know, you got Miramar Air Force Base here. And I go, if we built that shit, if we have that technology, 
then someone out there knows shit that no one else does, and they are fucking criminals. And they need to be found out and put in jail because they're hiding shit that does not need to be hidden. We don't have that stuff. We don't have that stuff. We just don't. I'm not a scientist. I don't have a PhD in jack yeah. shit. But I have a brain and I have eyeballs. And we don't have that stuff. Yeah. Thanks for being a brain guy. Well, I think, I think we should – I think that next time maybe we could talk about uh, some of the different types of beings. I know that you've kind of looked into that a little bit. And there's the grays and there's different ones. And I'd be interested in kind of hearing about that and what you think about the different types I know some are thought to be malevolent uh, and well, others yeah, not. We can go into that next time, but um, um, what I will say kind of is a, a lead in or just to end this, this whole, this whole discussion is um, we're being protected kind of in a big way by some of them. Otherwise we'd be toast. I mean, we'd be toast. The earth is going to be just fine. It's us that is going away. So, Oh yeah. It's happened. We were happened talking about before. that last time. Where are we? <laughs> How many, how many fucking incarnations of humanity has there been? We don't even know. We have no idea. It's all what? What was it about the stone? You know, the monuments and whatnot. We're talking about yeah, Antarctica, yeah, Antarctica right. and yeah. all that stuff. Well, this was supposed to be like a what yeah. twenty-five, thirty-minute one, and it's turning into about a fifty-minute one. Dan, you want to wrap it up? Yep, yep. So maybe next time we could we could yeah let's wrap it up. Maybe next time we could revisit. I'd like to uh, look a little bit more into those different types of beings. Yeah, that sounds good. Maybe kind of pick it up from there. Okay, everyone, be safe out there. Thanks for listening to us. You, um, you good, Dan? Yep, we're good. Uh, everything's good here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, everyone out there, be careful. Be careful um, everyone, stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear gloves. It's weird having to get gas through a tiny window and the guy's got gloves on. He doesn't want to even touch me. Did you get that too? Um, dude, I haven't left my house in like almost a week. And before that, I was wearing gloves and Damn. I have special clothes that I was doing. Yeah, I apparently. Out, so I'm like a germ. I'm a germ aware person. Apparently, this bonehead right, right here is essential <laughs> personnel and I have to go to work. How'd that happen? It's a crock of shit. <laughs>